Who's Mark? You're Mark. Oh. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. My name is apparently Mark tonight, uh, but it's actually Sean Allred, and tonight is episode eight, even though last week we said it was episode six, and my script said episode four, but this is in fact episode eight, and we're talking about 1985's Clue. Um, so joining me tonight is Chad, the singing telegram Evans. Boo, I did not want to be the ceiling telegram. Well, it's just... I'd rather be the red herring. Well, that's just... Uh, <laughs> I don't write the script. That's just what I read. Um, Cornelius, one plus two plus one plus one, Logan. And <laughs> I got nothing for that. Yeah. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, we don't practice this ahead of time. They don't know what I'm going to say. So if this works out, it'll be really funny. Sam, to make a long story short... Too, too late. late. Vector. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> We go a long way for a good joke around here. So pull up oh. a comfy chair and let's dive in. So Clue, um, let's start off the show by saying this. We picked this movie because Sam hates Tim Curry as an actor. Yes, he, <laughs> he gives me the heebie-jeebies. And so we picked this movie to piss off Sam. Um, yes. There's, there's, um, just to, just to, to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much how it boils down to... Um, and because we all love each other, and we thought it would be hilarious to torture Sam for about two hours. Yeah, um, you guys really have no clue. And one. I really want to do a, like, one. I think if we really want to torture Sam, some Rocky Horror Picture Show would really do the trick. That's probably yeah. true. Um, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I enjoy the good musical. So. Well, there you go. Um, so, so this was Clue. Um, so Sam, so you're, you're, the, you're the hater of the curry. Yes. Uh, the the I, actor, I, I, not the I food. don't like the curry. Yeah. What's the matter? It's too spicy for you? Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so, what did you think of Clue? First impressions, when you know. Uh, um, well, first of all, it, Tim Curry, and, and I know you guys picked this movie because he's in it, and he, he, you know, I keep asking why he gets jobs in Hollywood. I, I didn't think he was that bad in this movie. Um, I think the later Tim Curries are the are the more annoying Tim Curries. But um, irregardless, uh, I'm not a big fan. I mean, of slapstick slash goofy comedies. I guess you know I'll watch it and I'll laugh. But you know, once I've seen it, I won't go back. You know, it's it's you know, and Chad will probably kill me. And I know he's going to give me evil eyes for this. But uh, you know, like Airplane, I'm not the biggest fan of Airplane. I think it's funny, but I'm not like itching to go see it again. Does that make sense? Slash shakes head disapprovingly. Um, yes. <laughs> how many times have you seen Animal House? How many times? Yeah. Maybe twice. Really? So yeah. you just you just don't like the genre. Yeah, you know it's it's one of those things where once I've heard the joke, I I have a hard time laughing at it again. You know, I I enjoy it the first time, and you know, even more recently, you know, I've I've seen the Hangover movies one and two. And I tried watching Hangover 2 again on DVR, and it just wasn't as funny to me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this, and stopped it halfway through. Hmm. So, but the first time, Lord knows, I was, you know, I cracked up in that in the movie, and I was enjoying it the first time. Second time around, didn't hold up. Well, there you go. You know, you you have your opinion, certainly. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's wrong, but it, that's, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't agree with it because I think that funny is is timeless. If it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. Um, the manner in which they portray the funny, sometimes it doesn't hold out, but I still think funny is funny. Animal House is still funny. Um, yeah. Animal old, House is freaking hilarious. Old school is still funny. I mean, um, so, you know, you, you laugh at, we, we talked about this at Christmas. You like uh, Christmas Vacation. That's slapstick mm-hmm. comedy humor. And you like that. Yeah, just, so it just, there's it must, just something different. It must, it must be that. It must be – you have to be in the right mood and maybe it's just the movie itself has to present it in a way that you like. Um, yeah. Uh, Chad, what do, you, what do you think about Clue? I, li- I, I love this movie. Like I remember, I remember watching it growing up. I liked it then. I watch it now. I still like it. It, it, it really holds up to me. It's the, the, the funny – uh, funny parts are still funny. I think they're timeless. I mean, the them walking, them running around, and and not knowing what's going on, and the the weird screamings and and boobs galore. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of <laughs> yeah. boobs. Uh, I just realized something. I haven't played our intro. 
Um, in case you have no yeah, idea so, what, what... So what is Clue about there, Sean? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get out my handy-dandy uh, announcer lady, and she will tell me. I will say this. Um, Are we going to over I love how, I love how we segued into this from boobs galore. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> whoever, it, that's not her name, is no, it? No, it's not her name. That's, a, um, that's she, like a bad Bond, she, bond, she, she, bond uh, girl. She's sister of pussy galore, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, she actually Lord. does listen to this podcast, and uh, I feel bad for you. Um, actually, the three of you know her. Corny, you definitely know her. Um, I haven't really told you guys who she is because I wanted to see if you would guess on who this is. This is more of an inside joke now at this point, guys, than an actual good podcast. But this is my friend Catherine. Is it really? This is this is Catherine. Um, oh. They come over every week, um, every week to watch how, how I Met Your Mother, and she records the intros for me. Uh, and for those of you who don't know who Catherine is, she is my friend from um, North Carolina. She is not English at all. Uh, she just has oh. this, this kind of funny accent, and so she does. Um, she does the intros for me. So, in case you're wondering what the Clue is, this is Clue. Director Jonathan Lynn's board game-inspired camp fest finds six colorful dinner guests <laughs> gathered at a mansion where they all become suspects in the death of the house's owner, who had been blackmailing each of them. Okay, so... Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, so that was... um. Uh, that, that was Catherine, obviously. And that was the one from Netflix. That was the Netflix one. Well, the one from IMDb was, of course, extremely short. Yeah. And so I said to Catherine, I said, do me a favor. Just take one. Do, do a take from, the, from, the, from um, IMDb and just stretch it out. Take your time. Just really just milk it. <laughs> and, and this is what she gave me. Six guests are invited to a... Strange house and she, must. She kind of sounds like my GPS trying to give directions. With Turn running out of battery. To solve a murder <laughs> mystery. How much do you guys drink on, on Mondays? Um, uh, usually not too much. So, anyway, oh, that just cracked me up. I had to play that. Um, so anyway, nice. Yeah, uh, thank you, Catherine. Yeah, thank you, thank you, you. Catherine. So now the, the secret's out. Um, so clue. So yeah, it's 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 a, it's a movie based on the board game uh, by Milton Bradley, I think, and Parker Brothers. Uh, Parker, Brothers Parker Brothers. Thank you. And it is uh, it's that you know it's these characters that you know from the game who are trying to solve the murder of Mister Body and and, and also the. Uh, Mrs. Boobs or the maid, whatever you want to call her, and a vet, a vet, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then the cook, uh, who was the 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 fat joke punchline, um, and the singing telegram, which is Chad. So uh, anyway, so that's that's the movie. And um, uh, so Chad, Chad obviously liked it. Corny, have you seen it before? What'd you think? I saw it. Oh gosh. I, it's been over a decade uh, since I've last seen it, but I've only seen it once before. And um, having saw it again, I really enjoyed it. I, I really do like campy humor. So I guess I'm kind of the opposite of Sam, but th- sometimes the campier the better. And this really, uh, uh, and, uh, with a joke, uh, there are a lot of jokes and they're quick and they're dry. And I really love uh, how that works. And sometimes they're just a little bit over the top. But uh, again, I, I, I think I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with uh, with with Chad and Corny on this one. Uh, sorry, yeah. Sam. There's nothing against. Oh no, you no. You guys knew just, this would be a hard one for me too. To yeah, stomach, and and, so. it not, and not just because of Curry, but I didn't really know that yeah. you didn't. You weren't a huge fan of that this type of humor. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I wouldn't say it's one of my top anything films, uh, but it's a fun movie. Um, I had a good time. I remember watching it back in the late '80s and early '90s and. Um, I just thought it was really, at the time as a child, thinking it was really clever how they had the three endings um, uh, for the movie. I just thought that was interesting and clever. Yeah. And, and even now, I think it works still. Um, I will say this. The movie, um, I don't know if you could make this type of slapstick humor nowadays. Um, no, I don't. I, don't know I really I, don't I, think you can. Because, the closest yeah. you get with that kind of stuff is the scary movie. You the, know, the super um, farce. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. uh, even The Hangover has different is a different type of hu- humor, and that's the type of yeah. humor and like Bad Grandpa and, and crap like that. That's the type of 
movie comedy that we're making. Uh, Jackass is your... That's the type of physical comedy that you're making. And this movie had a lot of physical comedy. It was real bad. I mean, it was awkward. Did you guys yeah. notice that? Like, the eye poke thing was... It just looked awkward. and Like, he wasn't even within three inches of his face. When yeah, it, <laughs> there was a lot of that. I mean, it to me, the movie reminded me a little bit of... You know, nine or ten people got together and said, we want to make a movie about a board game. And this is what they came up with. And... The production value of this movie, I don't know why, was real bad. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, the audio quality was terrible. Like I could tell the difference between them shooting on location and then studio work and then after and then dialogue work, like afterwards in the in the recording studio. Like their voices well, the, the, changed. The scene with the, the cop. Yeah, oh god, especially the cop. He was all over the map. Um <laughs> They had a lot of bad foley. There was a lot of like that's when they when they slapped the woman, which I think is funny, and you know, just slapping ladies. Haha, joke, right? Yeah, nineteen fifties you can slap women, sure. Um as long as it makes them stop screaming. That 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 sound effect was real dumb and you know, you had your generic uh thunder and stuff like that. But it, it was a cheap movie, so um you know, I, I kinda forgive it on that. It just it kept it kept making me laugh on how Things that weren't supposed to make me laugh kept making me laugh. And, of course, the things that were supposed to make me laugh also did make me laugh. Um, so, anyway, just, just you know, whatever. That's fine. Movie had its issues. Who cares? And I actually wrote that in my notes of uh, bad audio editing. So, anyway. So, uh, I don't really know what to do except, you know, talk about my <laughs> notes at this point. Because, because this movie, because it's a comedy... Um, there's obviously going to be tropes because that's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use the tropes to make your point. Like each person was super different than the other. Like they're, you know, like you not only they, they have to be, they have to be caricatures. Right. Like exactly. Mr. Green is overly clumsy and, you know. Yeah. And super anxious. And then yeah. Mrs. Peacock actually looks like a freaking peacock. And, uh, Miss Scarlet's the whore, right? And of course, <laughs> and because she's Miss Scarlet, we have to get the line. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Yes, <laughs> and I and I even I even wrote that in my my notes. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Ha ha ha. So, but again, I, I, the slapstick was funny. Like when they're all running downstairs and they crash into each other, like that would never happen. And in fact, if you actually watch it, because I actually went back and watched it again. You can see where the guys start to start their fall like three feet before they actually get there. Um, <laughs> but again, I didn't care because it was funny and it made me laugh. So, you know, the movie's dumb, and it, but it's worth a watch. And I think uh, that's the point of this podcast is so that you maybe make a decision to go watch this movie. I think you should watch it. It was really funny. Um, well, and don't get me wrong. You know, I didn't like it. You know, I, I do like slapstick the first time around. I love Dumb and Dumber. I love that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't watch it again. Does that make sense? No, it's fine. Yeah, no, you yeah. know. So I, I'm just de- defending my position just a little bit. Where I, I this was the first time I've seen Clue. Tim Curry obviously creeps me out, mm-hmm. and that might have had something to do with me not being able to to enjoy it as much. Right. But um, you know, it did have its moments. There were some funny funny things in there, and uh, you know, even from the start, the dog. The dog poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote. Ha ha, poop jokes. Poop jokes, yeah. And, and I, you know, I did laugh at that a little bit, especially how it kind of carried over that they kept sniffing or, yeah. you know, and they were looking at the bottom of their shoes and things like that. And, you know, but, was, but, but the point of the dogs was that, was that really the whole premise of having those dogs there? I mean, really, was it, it was just having the dogs there to set up that joke? Yes. Okay. I, I think one of well, two. Well, to keep them in the house, right? Well, not those dogs. They were tied to a chain. What are they going to do? Um, I think the dogs, though, do in- enforce the fact that there are dogs on the ground because when the guy tries to leave out the back door, conveniently a Doberman Pinscher tries to break through the glass and eat its face off. Yeah. Right. Um, this movie is rife with conveniences, but I think that's what makes comedies work is because it, things have to be timed conveniently. When he says, there's a ring at the door, and then the door actually rings. Um uh, there's a lot of that convenient stuff. It's funny. Uh, the director of this fun film, uh, director Jonathan Lynn, this was his first film, his directorial debut. 
and you could kind of tell some of the editing was kind of awkward and weird yeah. and, and stuff like that. But I think he kind of got better. You know, he then he does. Uh, he 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 directed the pilot of Ferris Bueller the TV show. Oh Lord! Uh, in 1990, uh, he did My Cousin Vinny. Good, good. Hey, movie. wow! Hey, um, some youths over there. Uh, uh, Sergeant Bilko, and one of my maybe top ten comedies, The Whole Nine Yards. I love that movie. It makes me laugh. I like that physical style of humor that Matthew Perry does. Um, <laughs> You know, the phone rings and he jumps. Or he, he's trying to run into Bruce Willis's house and he slams into the glass door and he can't talk. Like, that to me is hilarious. But I like that style of humor. So that's why I think that this movie worked for me because it reminded me a little bit of the whole nine yards, which is really funny. The whole ten yards is not a very funny movie, but whatever. I still own it because it's Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, uh, so did you did y'all catch the glaring Star Trek connection in this film? Uh, let's see. I have to do it. I, I don't know. Was Tim Curry in Star Trek? It, um... it was the phaser, uh, no, the phaser in no, the ballroom. No, it was way... It was, <laughs> it was bold and, and loud and and he, he was creepy. Was it Colonel Mustard or uh, Mr. Green? No. Okay. No. 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 Christopher, the FBI agent? Christopher Lloyd, Professor Plum, played the clean on bad guy in the third Star Trek. I film. told you it was Christopher Lloyd. You did not say Christopher Lloyd, but okay. Did I not? No. Oh, thought I did. No. Money. <laughs> Doc! Doc! I gotta go back in time and do this bad movie. Anyway, that was my Marty McFly impression. I'm sorry. That was awkward. Yeah, by the way, have you seen him in that new commercial on Funnier Die for the hoverboards? N- no. He- He's looking really old. Well, he was guy. in that show that actually kind of made fun of him a little yeah. bit. It was weird. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's sad way, to see some of our 80s, 80s uh, heroes getting old. It's like 2014 now. Shouldn't we have hoverboards now? Yeah, according, well, according to him, certainly. You know, we're, we're a little behind in times, I guess. So, uh, way to go. Um, <laughs> you can actually make your own hovercraft with a vacuum cleaner motor. I had the blueprints I bought off a comic book once. Oh, uh, the the guys from uh, what's it called from um, Mythbusters, Mythbusters actually built them. You just you yeah. keep, there anyway. We digress. Uh, well, just, <laughs> what? Nothing. Keep going. Oh, so to make a long story short, too late. Um, so some of my notes. I'm just going to dive into my notes real quick. Um, so I did haha poop jokes. Um, I did like the line when when he's inter- he introduces Professor Plum or Colonel Mustard to Yvette, and he says, "Give him anything he wants within reason." And he has to say that. And so my right my I wrote, "Why does he have to give her specific on within reason? Does she have issues with more than reason?" I just thought that was funny. Um, well, Professor Plum, he's we, he's already been uh, established as the no. This the, was Colonel Mustard. The, he was the he was the first guy there. Oh. Yeah, it was Colonel. Mustard. Oh, oh, well, I think. Well, wasn't uh, Yvette? Yvette was one of uh, spoiler alert Miss Scarlet's employees. Right, but we don't know that. All we know is is that she's a maid that's got big boobs. Well, <laughs> with a that's terrible, maybe an, with a that's terrible an, um, French accent. Maybe that's foreshadowing. Right, but I mean, a very it, vague foreshadowing. But in the moment, all I can think of is is the maid like a slut? Like what's going on here? You know, just. Oh, here's a here's a random stranger into our house. Please don't sleep with him. That's all I got from that, which made me laugh. It could be a thing. <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of that in this darn movie, and that's one of the reasons why I I had a hard time with it. Is I was so darn confused. I felt like my wife. You know, when I watch a movie with my wife, <laughs> I swear every ten minutes it's like pause it. I don't. What's going on? What what the heck is going on? And I felt like that was happening in this movie quite a bit. Um, you watch the whole thing, right? Yes, especially towards the end. I still don't understand any of the endings that they showed. Really? Yes. That doesn't make sense because he explains it very, very well. Very, very I know. Clearly. I just don't I don't understand. I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention or something. I don't know. I just Go back and watch the movie again. You'll get oh, it. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to go back and watch this movie. <laughs> I'm actually really interested. Like, how, do you, how are you confused with this thing? I mean, it... Uh... it he goes through the motions of everybody getting killed. Right. But I don't know who is who... 
well enough to understand who, well, that's, who, that's the, a you who the heck he, he talks about. That's a you problem. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure I mean, it is, but it, How could you not understand who the, who the characters are? It was very, very clear. Miss Scarlet was wearing a green yeah, dress. Yeah, but the way he was... This, he, <laughs> Professor Plum is wearing a tan. Uh, Colonel Mustard's wearing an indigo jer- jacket. Uh... Mr. Green is wearing a red tie, and Mrs. Sure. White well, is dressed in black. When they're prancing around the hallway, why didn't one of them, when he's, I, he, he, well, it just didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, that's, again, that sounds like, I mean, it's, it's not the movie's fault that you weren't paying attention enough to the characters. Yeah. Um, well, it's I, coming it from the that... guy that buys uh, Texas Pete in bulk. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's happened with anything? <laughs> That was the most random little thing you could throw out there about somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on right now. Are you continuing with the theme of right, the movie it, that it, it was, was confusing? Chad, the bad joke on Skype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Corny, were you going to say something? And then Chad oh, see, it on, on, on Sam's defense, I, uh, I could see no. how you could lose a character. It, it, at the beginning of the movie, it introduces everybody. And throughout the movie, you get bits and pieces of their names, but it's not a... They don't say Miss Scarlet all the time, so I can see at the end but of the movie they do. Where you could kind of lose it. <laughs> no, but, but, but what I'm saying is they—they they literally. This is a. This movie does something that most movies can't do because they can't afford the time to it. But this movie makes a point to do it as part of the joke. Is they literally introduce everyone one at a time, and Tim Curry literally says, "Everyone, this is Colonel Mustard, and this yes. is Professor Plum." Okay. You know who everybody is, but right. when he's going through his spiel, running up and down the hallways, reenacting all the murders, right? When he's going through the names, I am completely lost as to what is happening. So really, it's he's wondering who is who. Should okay. we go to the tape? No, I'm not going to do that yet. <laughs> oh, I'll play it in a second. It's a funny thing, Courtney. You missed it earlier, but it's a it's a funny thing. Uh, well, okay, fine. We're not. We've already we've already intrigued. The listeners, hopefully, they're intrigued if they're still listening. So there was this funny moment in the in the in the show where they say who, and it and he, I don't remember who what he Just says, play the tape. but he says this. This who 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 was it directed? That, so that that happens right, and it, it just made me laugh. So I'm gonna play it again because that that volume was a little low. So I'm gonna play it again real quick. Who who who? Was it? So I now have. Forever. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> so, so if one of us has to say a name two or three times, then you're going to... Yeah, what are you talking about? Ooh. Yeah, that, okay. that that's going to happen. So, Who was on first? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, just, <laughs> just make that laugh. out there. It was just funny. Um, anyway, um... Well, Court Sam, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. The, yeah, to, I know. It just, I just was confused. To me, it made a, a thousand percent sense. Um, I don't know if that sentence made sense, but it, it made sense to me, and I, I was never lost. But I've seen this movie like three or four times, and um, uh, I don't know. So, uh, so yeah. So, so back to my notes real quick. Um, I, I wrote Doc Brown is creepy. Um, yeah, he was a little creepy. The whole movie, like, he was creepy. Body, these women are incredible, and just. I mean, he, all he did was stare at girls' boobs and stuff. And I mean, I get the point that that's what his character is. He's the guy who slept with one of his patients. I mean, I, I get it. But man, they had to ram that home. Um, uh, Literally, worst use of that sentence ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, right. Uh, yeah. They 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 actually say the rules of the game of Clue out loud in the movie. He literally yeah. says, "We must discover who killed who in what room and with what weapon." Like, oh, <laughs> okay. Let's make sure we say the rules of Clue out loud in case you've never played the game. You know what's going on. Um, fun. And, and in terms of board game movies, mm-hmm. you know there hasn't been a whole lot of them. Yeah, but you well, have to surprise. admit this one was as close what? as it could possibly be to the board game. Right. It was. I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was extremely close to the game. I mean, there's only been like six games or movies based off of games like yeah. that. Uh, I can only name three right now: Clue, Battleship, Real Jumanji. Steel, Jumanji. Okay, that's early. Uh, Technically, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is a. It's a video game, but 
Soul uh, game. So it's not a board game, which is the point of this discussion. Yeah. Apparently, Candyland's under development. Yeah, Candyland, Monopoly, <laughs> um, Shoots and Ladders, I think, is too. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet it'll get an R rating for having the word shoot in the title. Right. Uh, I don't have Bruce Willis in it, and he's killing a bunch of people with ladders. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's Bruce Willis and Jack and Come down to the board, have a few laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I put in uh, funny FBI jokes. You know, J. Edgar Hoover's on your phone. Isn't he on everybody's? And I thought that was very appropriate because that, that joke works yeah, today. Nowadays, too, yeah. Yeah, definitely works nowadays with the NSA. Um, I just thought that was funny. Uh, Hello, fads. Yeah, right. If you're listening to us currently, um, yeah. or, or like or, us on or Facebook. Currently, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, you, I, you, I, you I, lose. I, you lose a point for that one, Corny. Yeah, I yeah. smelt what you were trying to step in. Yeah, you you lose <laughs> for that. Yes, yes. Point uh, uh, dead made. Who cares? At this point of the movie, everyone's dying, and they've just they've become so desensitized by the motorist is killed. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. They walk in. I mean, the. Um, Mr. Green, who's wearing a blue suit, literally just throws his hands up and goes, whatever. Um, I didn't do it. And then the, the best part of the movie to me were the literal jokes. When the guy, where she says, I don't know, frisk me. And he goes, okay. And then he starts grabbing her boobs and stuff. And he's like, get off me. Or when Miss White goes, she's looking at these photos, these negatives. And she says, oh, my goodness. I didn't know a woman can get into that position. And Doc, in uh, what is the best? like, oh, it's really goes, easy. Just yeah, you know, it's show, <laughs> let me show you. And he put, throws her on the couch and lifts up her legs. And she's like, get off me. And, you know, uh, when when Tim Curry is revealed, is revealing at the end of the movie, uh, some of the, I'm not going to spoil it for you, so go watch the movie. But yes. Tim Curry at the end of the movie, he's doing his bit. And he says, he was going to expose me. So I'm going to expose myself. And he says, don't do that, man. There are ladies present. You know, it's just a lot of those <laughs> jokes. And yeah. they made me laugh. And they were really funny to me. And the whole, that slapstick between uh, Colonel Mustard and Tim Curry, when he's Tim Cur- uh, Mustard's trying to figure out if there's someone else in the house. And oh, the, my gosh. That the, was a gr- <laughs> the back and forth between it was actually really good. And I thought it was really clever. And um, I'm not going to try to repeat it. I didn't cap it, but I should have because it was pretty funny. But um, that was actually, to me, one of the funniest moments in the movie. Uh, was they were, they were going back and forth. So I just, I, I had, oh goodness, you okay? Yep, sorry. Yep. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I like Tim Curry. I thought it was a fun movie. So go out and, and watch Clue and play the board game while you play it. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, trivia. I got some trivia. You want some trivia? Of course you do. No, no, no. Oh, damn. John Cleese. Yeah. John Cleese was considered for the role of Wadsworth, which is the Tim Curry character. I would that have been loved great. to have seen John Cleese as in this role when he's young and he can still do all that physical comedy and he's saying, you know, funny things that John Cleese says in the dry humor that he or yeah, the, yeah, that dry British humor. I think it would have been awesome, um, but too bad. Um, the actor playing Mister Body is the front man for the punk rock band Fear, and was chosen be- chosen because his name is Lee Ving, as in Mr. Body will be leaving soon. Uh. Yeah, even, even the trivia has bad jokes. Uh, the color of each character's car is the same color as their playing piece in the game. I've never even done Did they all drive in? Yeah, they all drove in. in. How have they all gotten there? I thought they just showed up. In a car, they're in the middle of New England. They're not even in a state. They're in New England, 1948, 54. Uh, Some number. Yeah, I didn't know if that. I thought that was weird that it was just New England. Um. Anyway, whatever. Well, speaking about the colors, I mean, uh, I thought it was really. I I actually read this, but each of the characters, I mean, their 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 name was in direct contrast to the actual colors that they were wearing. Mm-hmm. Like Mrs. White was wearing all black, and uh, like I was alluding to earlier, uh, Professor Plum was wearing a tan jacket, and Mr. Green was wearing a red tie. I mean, just opposite colors of the color wheel. Right. Uh, exactly, and that's uh, funny, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was confused. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sam was so confused because he doesn't know his colors. That's right. Um, yeah. Just go watch. Look. Go look at some more rainbows and figure them out. Uh, Madeline Kahn, the chick that played um, Mrs. White, who's another some really fun 
stuff. She was she was in um Blazing, Blazing Saddles, wasn't yeah, she? Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Yeah. yeah. The Muppet movie. Yeah, she's in a bunch of um, great stuff. Young Frankenstein, right? Is that her? I, I thought so. I mean look it up. Okay. Uh so her flames on on the side of my face flames were my breathing uh, monologue that she did about her hatred yeah. for Yvette was completely ad libbed and improv. Um I could kind of tell because it was it was a little funny and awkward, but it, it still made me laugh. Yes, to uh, Young Frankenstein. There you go. That was her. Yeah. So she she, she she oh she, she was the uh, um, fiance. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. She's funny. I like her, and she's good in all those those types of movies. Um, wife to wife. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, tropes. So obviously, this movie's got a bunch of tropes um, because it's a comedy. Uh, I wrote. Uh, well, if I tell you this trip, I'm going to tell you the end of the movie. Um, well, don't. spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Do oh you, no! Don't don't spoil it. No, don't spoil it. Okay, fine. Uh, cops wearing trench coats. <laughs> it was raining. Right, yeah. but. Oh, that brings me to one of mine. Oh, yeah, go ahead. We're all at by, at it was a dark and stormy uh, night. Yeah, that's a good one. Dark and stormy night. <laughs> Big, um, scary mansion. Car trouble by convenience. Um, when, when you need to get two characters in one car, you know, you have to have the woman. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good trope, the dark and stormy night trope. Um, the cop wearing trench coat, uh, it's just its just a cliche. It is what it is. Um, but at least he wasn't yelling at anyone, I guess, but he was the police chief. Uh, <laughs> actually, he was a chief because he called him chief. So, But he wasn't yelling at anybody. I want some butts! He didn't say that to anybody. He should have. Um, I don't have any more tropes than that because, again, it's a comedy. So, I mean, there, there's going to be tropes, but that's the point. Like, the cook is fat. Really? You know, the cook has to be fat. And yep, the maid the, is hot. The maid is hot and, and French, but not actually French. Um, because she talks later on without the French accent, um, but she was hot. Um, uh, good for her. Uh, what are some tropes in this movie? Um, anybody else have any? No. Not off the no. top of my head. Oh, okay, good. This is great radio. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, oh, well, uh, there, there is. There is. I mean, there is literally hundreds more of trivia i just i'm not going to read it all but there was a lot more trivia mostly about the you know being the first movie based on a board game and and how it was it, it didn't make any money in the box office it was a it had a budget it horrible. Of, yeah, it yeah had like a 15 million dollar budget and only made three million dollars or something sure. like that but they have since made it up on video sales and Netflix and Redbox and crap like that. Probably not Redbox, but at least Netflix and stuff like that. Re-release um, in select theaters and all that sort of mess. Now, one of the interesting things, because this movie has three endings, um, and, and Netflix shows Four. Them, well, they did write a fourth one, you're right, from the trivia. You read the trivia also. They, they wrote <laughs> a fourth one, but they deemed it too... Stupid, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, basically everyone dies. Literally everyone dies. Um the bad guy poisons them, and then he's eaten by the dogs. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, that's he, he you don't real see. fast. Yeah, yeah. In that one, in that one, Tim Curry, the butler, actually kills everyone, and then is eaten by the dogs on the way out. Because like the the two German shepherds at the beginning of the movie uh, es- escape their chains and eat them or something like that. So, gosh, yeah, it's <laughs> they deemed it too too graphic and horrific, so that's why it's only there's only three endings. Hey but, guys, this movie is hilarious. The best way to end this is to kill everyone, right, in a really gruesome manner. Because um, they were in the manner that was that's okay. Never mind. Uh, mm. No, okay, no. Um, so they so they did have these three endings, and in the movie theater, um, they did something really daring, and they actually released them with the different endings. So the first ending they actually had as the ending. And uh, in some theaters, and it actually had, you know, Clue ending one, Clue ending two, and Clue ending three, which I think it would have been better had they done what we saw on Netflix and just had them all in one, because then it, I think it's funnier that way. Um, and maybe that's why they didn't make as much money is because people were confused. Like, well, why do I need to go to, why is Clue playing three different times and it's got three different endings? You know, I just want to see the ending instead of the other one. So... Maybe that was a mistake on the director and the and the studio's fault. So, no, I thought that was you know I thought it was pretty it was a neat idea. 
of, you know, maybe they were thinking that, ooh, if we do this three ways, then they'll want to see the different endings and they'll pay, they'll go and watch it three times and we'll make three times as much money. But would you? No. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, even in 1985, yeah. when movies were, what, $1.50, $2.00? I don't know. I wasn't watching. I wasn't paying for my movies in 1985. Um, well, you were three. Uh, yes, I was. Sam was 30. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You get, you get the point back for that one, I'll, I'll, I'll give a point for that. Yeah. Uh, get your point back for that one. Good job. Uh, um, I hate you all. But just going just, – <laughs> I, I kept I, for some reason it, it just reminded me I was watching this and I like to compare other movies of the time when you look at it. What I mean by that is go back and look at I can't remember what movie it was. There was a couple of movies that came out in 1994 that were big budget films, um, but when you compare them to Jurassic Park, they all look like shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I know it's unfair to compare this movie, but in 1984. Was the was the the search for Spock, and that movie looks so much better than this movie a year later, um, or even in 1980. There was a bunch of other stuff that came out in 1985. 84 was like the greatest year of movies ever, um, yeah. which is really it's really strange year. Um, go go and look it up sometime. It's actually pretty remarkable how much great stuff came out that year. But like even even in 1983, when uh, um, what's it called? Um, Return of the Jedi came out. Like that movie looks so much better. And again, that's not the point that they're trying to get. It just it kept it, obviously it bothered me that this movie didn't look or sound great. I don't know why. It's a comedy, it doesn't matter. Um and I did keep seeing a lot of boom shadows, but again, who cares? Um Michael Bay movies have boom shadows and yeah. crap like that and all the time and we still go watch Jurassic or Transformers. I'll go see Transformers four and I'll see Michael Bay waiting at the camera. So it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> stuffing his pocket with lots of money. The, I did see the in. I did see the new teaser trailer for it. I, did, I saw that too, and it came out today. I'm yeah. I'm genuinely interested, just because I actually kind of want to see Optimus Prime ride Dinobots. Yeah, but did, he punches one of them in the face in the in the trailer, and I'm confused as to when he starts riding this thing. Well, maybe he's got to train it or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was uh, oh, what's the? Uh... It's like it's like the scene from um, Far and Away when Tom Cruise has to punch the horse in the face to get it through, so he can ride it. You know, it's just. It's just what you got to do. You know, you just got to punch a dinosaur in the face. So if you don't agree with something, just punch it. Right. Punch it in the face and it'll follow you and do what well, you want. It's probably Grimlock, and Grimlock's pretty uh, pretty angry. Yeah. Grimlock um, would be the uh, leader of the Dinobots. He, he is. Um, yeah. We digress. Who's a yeah, nerd? I was, <laughs> and it was just funny. I was, I was literally just thinking about this. Most of the movies that we've done, we've actually stayed on topic pretty, pretty well, but... <laughs> We've already been kind of all over the place on this one, and I don't know if that means something bad about because I, I genuinely liked Clue, but I don't really have much to say about it because there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's a, it's oh. kind of a short movie. It's it's funny, and I don't know what else much else to talk about. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to review a comedy. It is because number one, it either hits you or it doesn't, and number two, like you said, it it. It deals with the tropes. We laugh at the tropes. That's mm-hmm. part of the fun of a comedy. Right, is making fun of of tropes and things like that. Right. So it's, you know, we could make we could sit here and analyze the goofiness of the film, but it just makes someone who doesn't get that won't won't understand. Right. So all I have to say about that is oh, about that. okay. Anyway, <laughs> I have that forever. Um. I wish there was a montage so I can play my montage theme, but there wasn't. So, um, of course, I don't know. Was there? No, there wasn't. No, um, they didn't build anything. No, they didn't. Um, or trade laughter. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't really. I, I guess I'm actually kind of uh, running out of things to talk about with this movie, truly. And that sounds seems kind of weird. So um, we're gonna. Well, actually, train... I had uh, one other thing I'd like. Oh, to Oh, please, bring please, because. Um, I'm, I'm the going. short straw method. A lot of times, you only see that in uh, movies where someone, well, actually, someone does have to die, but uh, in the sense that I've got to stay behind and turn the switch on so everybody can get away, and that's usually when you see the short straw method. I thought it was very interesting that uh, you well, use the short straw method just well, to pair up and you didn't use it. It wasn't just the short straw method; it was just there was it was a different way to, of pairing people off. Pairing people off, yeah, because uh, nobody knew I, who was the bias, killer no. and all that sort of stuff. And I loved it how they how they ended up pairing everybody up. It was 
the people that didn't want to be together at all. Yeah. You had Mr. Green, the so-called, you know, homosexual with with a vet, the um the hot maid. the hot, hot promiscuous maid. Yeah. Maid. You had um Mrs. White and Wadsworth who in the scene just before it was I will never be I will never be in a in a room uh, you, alone uh, with yeah, you. Yeah. And they they end up split up split off together. You have uh, Colonel Mustard and and Miss Scarlet who um yeah, he was like yeah. groping up all over her earlier in the movie, <laughs> and so she wanted no part of him. And of course, then yeah. they're together. And then Colonel Mustard and, and Peacock, because they just distrust each other. Uh, so yeah, that was funny and, and clever in its own right. Um, I couldn't, I still couldn't get over the fact how creepy Doc Brown was. It just, it kept, it <laughs> yeah. kept like, I don't know. I, I, the punchline was funny, but it was, it was. Oh man, these are some really nasty photos. Ooh, what kind of photos are they? Are they naked girl photos? Um, uh, or the girl that Scarlett explains that she has an escort service. So what's the number to that service again? Yeah. <laughs> you know. It just didn't seem to fit. I mean, maybe, I mean, has he well, been we all, we all know him as, as Doc Brown? Doc Brown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know him as, you know? You know him as like Doc Brown or uh, Guy from Taxi or Villain from Star Trek. And that's kind of about it. Yeah. Um, though he did do that really terrible Hulk Hogan movie in the 90s, um, Suburban Commando. Oh, where he what has, a piece of crap. Where he has that great line, I was frozen today. Um, don't so, remember that one. Don't remember that one? That's, that's, uh, a, that's a movie we should be filming, that we should be reviewing, because that, movie, that is movie, movie is a hot is garbage. Co- it is terrible. Hulk Hogan it's... is a space commando. And he comes to Earth to save it That's from, right, brother. from something. And Christopher Lloyd just happens to be the mild-mannered dude he meets up with. And, um, and, and he's hiding Hulk Hogan so that he can fix his spaceship and then go kill the bad guys. It's real bad, but it was just one of those movies that my buddies and I watched over and over again. Because we did that. So, anyway. Christopher Lloyd, everybody. There you go. Good job. Doc. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Um... Well, great. So at this point, we're going to do the, uh, the, the the out of 10. You give it a thing out of 10. Um, normally, I come up with something fun for this. I couldn't think of anything fun for this. So um, it, it, there you go. Um, so, so, Chad, how many dead singing telegram girls out of 10 would you give this? Really? We're sticking with the telegram girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to give this 8 out of 10. I really... I think it really holds up. It's goofy. It's, it's, it, you can really, it's a murder mystery that you can really turn your brain off and watch because they're just going to tell you how unless it ends. Unless your name and, is Sam. then you, which, Unless yeah, your name I is Sam. Understand, yeah. yeah, and then in each case you have to engage a second brain. Um, have your daughter Lucy watch it. She could probably explain yeah. it to you. Wow. It's just, it's just mean. <laughs> I tell you. His daughter's Lucy, by the way. Sam, if I were you, I would take that candlestick and just whack him on the head, because apparently yeah. that's a great weapon. No, I'll chuck him with the noose. I think that's a better idea. Uh, that's racist. I don't, actually. Um, I, I really don't. Uh, corny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just got it, folks. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, how many lead pipes to the face would you give this? <laughs> I would give it... Uh, Six a- lead pipes to the face and one uh, incredibly accurate revolver. Okay, seven. So you're giving it seven. We do we do watch a lot of movies where people get hit in the back of the head with blunt objects, don't we? I just realized that. That's true. Yeah, baseball bat. Yeah, nice. Good job. Uh, we're we're violent people. Um, so you so you're gonna give it a seven? That yeah, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Seven. Okay. And just because I want to do it one last time. Sam, how many out of uh, ten would you give? <laughs> I'm going to give it four piles of dog poo out of ten. Oh wow! So that was not an option. So, so not only did you give it only a four, you changed it from the funny who to the yeah. dog pile to the funny poo to the to funny. the funny. Poo. <laughs> Corny, I win. Corny, I win. Yeah, Corny definitely wins yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Good job. For those of you playing at home, uh, this is the game where the points are made up and and something. The rules matter. are made up and the yeah, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Uh, hopefully, ABC won't sue us. 
Um, and uh, Sam, you're, you're Sam. I would probably give it a, I don't know, probably a six and a half to seven. I, I enjoy it. It's funny. Uh, it, the soundtrack is fine. I had no problem with the soundtrack. I thought it was fine. They didn't um, spend a whole lot of money on it. Let's just say that. No, it was very, oh God, it was very 1985 synthy garbage. Yes. Um, uh, it didn't get in the way um, uh, of the movie. You know, it, it was good scene music. Yeah, but I mean, you, 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 know, you can probably get that 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 music off of um, what's it called? Like a like a freeware right now. Like I can go download that for free from somewhere. So, yeah, uh, not to give any, um, um, you know, I'm not not saying that guy what did it, which I'm looking for right now, did a bad job. Music by John Morris, uh, who's done. Oh, he's actually done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, no, wait a minute. Soundtrack. He learned a lot since then. Uh, he did Blazing Saddles, and then the Pelican Brief, and the Pelican Brief and Blazing Saddles. Wow. Wait, that's, okay. that, that doesn't make sense. Hold on, I hit the wrong one. Oh, so that can't be right. Composer. Sorry. So he did. Oh, geez, he's actually done a lot of stuff. Um, the producers. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Um, well, that would explain the Madeline Kahn. The, 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 the Scarlet Letter and God That We Trust, The Elephant Man, The History of the World Part 1, The Electric Grandmother? What the hell is that? Um, <laughs> you, yellow, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Uh, yeah, just don't plug it in. The <laughs> Johnny Dangerously. That's a funny movie. I like that movie. Uh, yeah, it is a funny movie. You know your, your last name's an adverb, right? Yeah, I like that. Dirty Dancing, Spaceballs, um, the Life Stinks, um, uh, Murder in a Small Town. Now we're getting to a lot of TV movies. Kansas to Kandahar. Well, okay, so he's done some good stuff. Uh, nominated for two Oscars. So, so you phoned it in for this movie. Fine. You needed to pay a phone bill. Um, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, so good job. Normally, just this movie wasn't your best, but it didn't need to be. Um, oh, hey, Sean. Yes. We happen to have mail. Oh, yes, we do have mail. Uh, oh. Well, we can. Well, okay. Well, you want to do that now? Yeah, sure. sure. Why not? We'll do mail. So we have. We have. We, you've got mail. Well, I kind of wish I had that. Um, Sam we, does. And people would say, "What? What? What is that?" And I would say, "If you're under the age of eighteen, you have no idea what that is." So this is from uh, this is from Billy. Mail. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that over the cast, but thank you. Uh, this is from Billy. Um, Hi, Billy. After listening to your last episode, oh, you mentioned Billy. many movies with John William film scores. Can you guys come up with the top three worst movies with John William John Williams film scores? Uh, so oh. for those who don't know, John Williams is arguably the greatest American composer of cinematic film ever, and I would argue the second greatest American composer ever born. Ever, yeah. Uh, second, you know, he does steal a lot of. He ideas. does borrow a lot of stuff, but anyone you know past the anyone got into the 1930s is probably stealing from someone else. So whatever. Um, um, and in case you're wondering who. Number one is would be Aaron Copeland, yeah. um, uh, and he put P.S. I love the British chick who does the movie synopsis. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does too. Yes, because he's married to her. So, uh, good. Thank you, Billy. Um, three bad John William film scores. First one off my head would be War, War of the Worlds. Yeah, uh, that movie's terrible. Um, Everybody phoned that movie. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Even Tom Cruise. He didn't. He didn't even run in that movie. Um, I would say Jurassic Park 3 um, was pretty terrible. I put ter- The Terminal would be up there pretty bad. The, I thought The Terminal was really good. Actually, I, yeah, I kind of well, enjoyed like, that movie. I liked The Terminal. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah, anyway. He didn't like people being happy. <laughs> I guess. Ah, I know what it is. He's a communist. That's got to be it. <laughs> no, communism was a red herring. Um, better dead yeah, than red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a that was an <laughs> Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. Yeah, yes. that movie was pretty. But terrible. but now now are we getting to mixing bad movies up with bad bad soundtracks? No, he asked the, the question wasn't bad soundtrack. The question was 
Which are the? I gotta make sure I read the question. Bad film scores. Yeah, no, that wasn't the question. Oh wait, I think I the question read. was bad. Mo- we'll read yeah, the question. I'm getting there. I got. I closed that window. Give me a second. Uh, as you're listening, Eyes can you it. guys come up with the top three worst movies with John William film scores? Okay, so yeah, so, we're, in, we're in the right track. So not yeah. movie scores. He's talking okay. about bad right. well, movies. Then, that makes more sense. That's me. why I said Lost Jurassic Park three. That's a terrible <laughs> yeah. film. There, and I agree. But and it I'm, has I'm really right good. good it. It's still got a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, oh, and Superman Returns. Go ahead and add that crap there too. Did he? He didn't do that. Superman Returns. He wrote. No, he wrote. He wrote the, the original theme. Yeah, the original theme. He didn't write the music for that. Right, but we're talking about movies with his score in it that were terrible movies. Oh, fine. You're going on a technicality. Fine. You can <laughs> you can use that. Well, that's what it is. The the worst. He he or, didn't write the score for Superman Returns. He his original music, which is the Krypton fanfare and the okay. Superman theme, okay. were used in that used, movie yeah, by, you watch out for by that. some other guy, whoever it was, Brian Tyler or somebody like that. Um, All right, let it go. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, War of the Worlds definitely. Uh, probably you can even argue any of the uh, prequel Star Wars movies. Um, yeah, I mean, the movie now the soundtracks are all amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about the soundtrack. The, but the movies are pretty bad. He doesn't have a bad soundtrack. I mean, I don't. No, think and, I, and that's I'm going through his film list here, and, you, and you're right. There really isn't. I mean, there really isn't any, anything. He just that's... what half baked. Composer theme Jaws. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah, they use Jaws in half Oh, I saw that too, and I was like, there's no way in Okay, never but, mind. But I mean, some sense. of his, I mean, if, we wanna, if we're going to take the moment and you're talking about John Williams' film scores, I mean, stuff like Saving Private Ryan is great. You're going to kill me for this one, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the first Harry Potter movie. Well, it's fine. I mean, it, it has its issues, um, certainly. Um, I still postulate that it would be great to have seen uh, what it would have been like to have um, Tim Burton direct those first films. Ooh, oh, man. How cool would that have been? He probably would have been the same cast. He's, he loves Alan Rickman, and uh, what's-her-face would have probably still been in it, his wife or whatever she is. Um, Although as much, as much credit as we like to give Tim Burton, sometimes his movies are a little uh, Planet of the AP. Well, you know what I mean? What, what, uh, the, the story, he has problems with stories sometimes. Visually, his movies are amazing. Planet Story. Ape-y? I don't know what that Ape-y? means. He did do the Planet of the Apes remake. Yeah. Yeah, and was it good? No. No, because the story was all hatched up. Right, but that's... But but Demon Barber of Fleet Street was great. Because yeah. of and Alan of Alice in Wonderland, the remake, was, was, was really good. Was okay. I thought it was really good. Story-wise, I thought it was, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah, visually it was awesome. I thought yes. the story was fine because you're just retelling the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like Tim Burton, and maybe I'm just biased. I know Chad and I are both probably actually pretty biased towards him because you know both of our probably top ten movies are are uh, is um what's it called um Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean that's he cut his teeth doing that stuff. So anyway, I I don't know. I still think it would have been great. But going back to John Williams before we go back to Clue. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry there, Billy. No, it's fine. No, no, no. But you're right. I mean, he did. Um, he has done some great stuff. I mean, you can't. Uh, I have. I've actually gotten into some pretty um, heated debates over his music, um, and because people think that all he does is steal music, and he doesn't actually compose anything original anymore. But well, if you think about it, Aaron Copeland took, you know familiar hymns and uh oh, Elvis, and folk music and made it made it you know Elvis made Appalachian Pres- Spring. Elvis you know, Presley so. was the was one of the worst um known for stealing music. You ain't nothing but a hound dog is an old um black folk tune that he took and made it a rock and roll and everyone loved. So uh, I'm not just saying I'm not I'm, I'm my point most, is, is that most most composers do that. Yeah and you have to. I mean yeah. there's only so many notes in the scale Bernstein. Um, yeah, he Bernstein. Was, yeah, he was all over it, too. So, but Bernstein was Everything great. Everything I mean, sounds like West Side Story. Right. Yeah, yeah everything does. Um, so, anyway, I, I think John Williams is great. Um, he has some of the greatest scores ever. Um, and, Agreed. And there you go. So, I don't know if that answered your question, Billy. I think we came up with some bad films. Um, I think we did. Hopefully that answered his yeah. question. 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going back over and I'm looking at... Thank you for the email, Billy. Yeah, thanks, um, Billy. I appreciate it, Bill. We now know where you live. I, yes, Good luck. I, I do, actually. And thank um, you for the use of your wife. For for our podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any hate mail can be sent directly to Sam. Yeah, one-star uh, reviews from Billy now. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, way to, way to go, Sam. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope that records well on the podcast. It'll be fun. To, to get to do um, all right. So at this part of the podcast, we usually do a top three uh, that we usually try to relate to the podcast. Um, I was trying to come up with different ideas. I even suggested maybe a top three movies based on board games that we've already established that there's only like five. Um, so it wouldn't be very fun. So I am forcing Sam to come up with the top three movies and or TV shows, anything at all that had Tim Curry in it um, as, as any kind of thing that was in the show. Um, so, Chad, top three Tim Curry performances, go. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Uh, I am drawing a blank on a lot of the things that he was in. Um, <laughs> Home Alone 2. Okay, sure. Uh, it's not really my top... It's you not just remember him in it. That's just what pops into my head. Right. Well, don't and forget, we did review a uh, another movie with him in it. Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. We did. That's where we learned that, that I am. Yes. Oh, oh, Hunt for Red October. There. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he was the doctor. And the doctor was. Well, you you can only you can't have both keys, sir. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'll well, I'll remember your comments when I do my report. Even though you were just doing your job, way to go! Yeah, sorry, Thank I know you. my Connery is terrible. Now, now, could we? Are, I mean, are we almost all in uh, in agreement that Hunt should be like number one of a Tim Curry movie? No. Oh wow. No. Okay. No, because again, I, I the criteria wasn't just Tim Curry movies; it was any Tim Curry performance. Oh, uh, okay. And so, okay. and so, of my three, only two, one is a movie that he was in. The wow. other two were uh, no. I'm sorry, two were movies. One was a TV show. I'm sorry. Uh, Corny. All right. Um, well, let's see. Oh, I just found another one. I'm going to replace. <laughs> <laughs> he just did the ooh, piece just, of candy. <laughs> I did. <laughs> he was ooh piece of candy. Ooh piece of candy. <laughs> um, so uh, the wild thornberries is Nigel Thornberry. Yep. Uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber, Cyber Squad, Squad as Kilocon. Yeah. And uh, the one I just found, uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. He was Mal, Light Five's computer. Yep, I completely forgot about that. He does a lot of voice work. He does a yes, lot does. of voice work, uh, and he's really good at it. Sam, what did you muster up? Uh, I, I kept it to movies. Um, obviously, you know my number one spot is Hunt, in my opinion. Um, in terms of the movie he's been in being the best movie, right. I, I guess I re I interpreted the question a little differently. That's fine. Um, I want to say the, the the movie that completely ruined Tim Curry for me, the movie that uh, the reason why I'm so freaked out by Tim Curry is it, right? Yeah, Ooh, the, the yeah. movie when he's the freaky clown yeah. that uh, that kills things. Um, but my other two movies that I rather enjoy, um, again going back into the '90s, uh, I've got Congo yeah, at number three. That's my number three. Yeah, it's just one of those fun, horrible movies. I, it I it really is. Fun. And my favorite line that he has in the whole movie is he's finally de- decoded what the the I means. And they've just been attacked by a bunch of gorillas, and they're all freaked out. And then Tim Curry comes out of his tent and says, I've decoded the message. And it says, we are watching you. And everyone <laughs> freaks out. But I love the way he says it. Continue. And then uh, the the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hear about that? That remake that they came out with a couple years yeah. ago was real bad, by the way. Oh, oh, yeah. That's this 3D Three Musketeers. It was real bad. I but my wife one. and I laughed at it and just because it was just real bad. But whatever. Oh. Uh, cool. So my number three was Congo. Um, uh, oh wow. Uh, also number two, Fern Gully. He played Hexus, the big oh, evil gosh. smog cloud thing. Um, really? Yeah, he's the uh, the anti Al Gore, whatever he is. He's the uh, <laughs> um, anyway. That's he's bad. the the bad people in Avatar. 
the, uh, the corporation. Yeah, well, not necessarily just the corporation. He would be literally the smoke of the corporation because that's what he was. He was literally the smoke <laughs> and tar that fed off of the. Who was the evil cloud, like in a uh, Lost, right? That. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the, the, sure. the smoke monster. Yes. You know, I take a pill to kind of get rid of the uh, black evil cloud that follows me around, but. Uh, right. <laughs> My name is Cornelius, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, do you do you rain down on Chad very often, Tony? Well, I wouldn't call it rain, but yeah. Nice. Corny definitely wins this one. Yeah, oh, Corny's on a roll on this one. You need to take you need to take back medication more often. Uh, and Corny would appreciate this one the most. My number one um, Tim Curry uh, performance was in the episode of Psych, he was Nigel St. Nigel. Yes. <laughs> he plays the the Simon Cowell equivalent on an, an American Idol. They call it American duos. American duos. And he has that same condescending British stuck up everything and he hates everybody and um the bad guy in fact wants to kill him because he is so condescending to him. So uh, it, it just makes my day that w- w- watching that episode um, it's just funny, but I love Psych, so there you go. Uh, well, there you go. That's it. That's that's an episode. That's gonna we're gonna wrap it up, right? Anything? Anything? Hey, uh, what might we wa- uh, be watching next, there, uh, Sean? Well, that's part of my closing. Uh, <laughs> so thanks, Corny. Now that you asked, what are we watching? We have the worst segues ever. Just that's, so you know. Yeah, they they only the and batteries are always dead. Transportation. I know. Chad and I both went there. <laughs> We each get a half a point, but Corny's still winning the game. Yeah. Um, so what are we watching? Are we watching well, anything? Uh, we, uh, next week, uh, oh, we'll Oh, not that be, question. Uh, no, not that question. What are we oh, watching? What are we oh, watching? Not watching. Bes- besides Clue. Are we watching anything? I usually ask this question, and usually my answer, I, usually the response I get is nothing. Um, so just, I, wa- I finally watched Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. Day. What'd you think? And, uh, you know, I know we did a practice podcast a while ago on that, which will probably never air. Yeah, it was. But uh, it was, eh. It was. It reminded me a lot of those '80s movies where kids were superheroes and adults and are dumb. Wrong. That's a yeah. adults are dumb, and and the North Koreans are especially dumb. Yet somehow they invade the United States, right? Without us so, nuking that entire continent. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It was something to watch in the background. If I could re- review it that way. Sure. So yeah, Chad, Tony, you guys watching anything? Yeah, uh, I I just finished watching the current last episode of Sherlock. My mind has been blown. Nice. Don't tell me anything <laughs> about it because I'm only on episode two. Oh, I know. Oh man. And I'm and I'm caught up on Arrow now. Arrow has been really good. Um, did it did it maintain quality through the second season? Yeah, it, it has. Oh, heck yes. Um, it's, okay, it's, good. The intrigue is getting really interesting and. We just got re- we got introduced uh, to, don't, uh, don't, don't. to a new bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Chad, right, you yeah. watching anything at all? Nah, I got nothing. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you're a band director. You don't have time to watch stuff. Uh, yeah. So what are we watching next week, Corny? Now to get to your point, your, your okay. part of the show. Well, uh, this is actually a fan request, and uh, we were also thinking about this because of the passing of Mr. Harold Ramis, and uh, we will be watching Ghostbusters. Yeah. Sweet. The first one. The first, the first the one. Good one. Okay. Well, great. Reliving my childhood. Great. It's Ghostbusters. We get to see the giant Twinkie and um, Slimer. Don't, and don't cross the streams. Never cross the streams. And remember, Chad, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say, you say yes. yes. Best advice I was ever given by not my parents. Um it's going to hurt a little if I'm, have, if I'm going to have to critique this movie a little bit, just so you know. Well, it's fine. I mean, that's what we do, you know. And, and probably <laughs> most of our audience has probably seen that movie. Uh, yeah. I would assume so. But it's always still interesting to, you know, maybe to get our opinions. And, and do we think it holds up? I mean, gosh, that movie came out when? Was that was 84 also? 85, 86? Oh, uh, um, uh, we'll find out next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we're gonna. That's gonna do it for us. So, uh, yeah. So, Ghostbusters. Look, uh, you know, coming to a podcast player near you. Um, so, special do, thanks do, goes do, out do, to. Do, 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 do. Nice. We'll, we'll have some fun trivia about that music too, by the way, because I know. But to make a long story short, too late. Too late. Too late. Time to wrap up. That special thanks goes out to Sight and Sound AV. Uh, they provide my gear. Um, Sight and Sound. 
sight and sound nc.com is their website steve everett for the intro and outro music um check him out at steveeverett.net and he's on facebook of course uh speaking of facebook like us on facebook facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews you can follow us on twitter um i actually post some stuff there yesterday about the oscars um uh, and retweeted ellen degeneres's uh post from the oscars just to to help you know because it broke twitter which is pretty cool um leave us a review on itunes and you can uh, download us on, on itunes and stitcher and other where other podcasts are sold and that's gonna do it so for for chad for sam for corny and for myself uh don't go to a mansion get locked in and kill six people Good night. And, and it was 1984.